Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Unaware Podcast with B Physiology. So sit back and enjoy our latest episode with Dave, where he breaks down employment and accessibility for a person who's lived with a spinal cord injury virtually his entire life. Dave, thanks so much for joining us on our podcast today. No I know problem. it was a bit hectic getting in here. Um, yeah, but, crazy. Yeah, but look, we're here, we've made it, and we've got one question for you first up. <laughs> what is the name of your autobiography? The list of questions you sent through, I think that was about the hardest one to answer. No, I was just <laughs> going to say that's easily the hardest one to answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. trying yeah. to come up with, yeah, and then it's, you know, reality versus what you want sort of thing. So yes. I think Pam and I joked about coulda, shoulda, woulda, you know, all the yeah, things yeah, that, yeah. that sort of thing. But, yeah, I think it's probably too long of a title, but where there's a wheel, there's a way. was always, you know, my joke that, yeah, yes. it, it doesn't, yeah, sort of matter what obstacles you've got, you can still just charge on in life and, yeah, we'll make excuses. Oh, I great. like that. That was yeah. good, Yeah. <laughs> I don't know there's that. There's a wheel, there's a way. No, really? No. There's a wheel, there's a way. No wheel. Oh, well, there's <laughs> yeah. a wheel. That's a, that's yeah, a yeah, that's, a, yeah. that's even better. Haven't <laughs> <laughs> <Like having> you? <laughs> Undermining like, yeah, Dave yeah, and how clever like, that is. Yeah. You haven't heard that before? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a wheel, there's a way. Awesome. Fantastic. I'm sure it's been done 50 times over, but yeah. It's Not just, here. It's, first nah, time ever. Not to our listeners. So, can you give us a little bit of a background on yourself? Let us know a little bit more about yourself, Dave. So, yep, on what now pushing 40 um when i was four my yeah, we went out for a pizza and had a head uncle jim with a drunk driver so mm. that ended up with me well, had several injuries which i'm sure we'll get into but yeah left me in a chair for the rest of my life and yeah family members had a few injuries as well that they oh. managed to overcome there was all sort of the yeah only one with long lasting injuries but yep. yeah and just tried to live life as best i can so yeah. went to school and normally you know yeah no, yeah, special sort of things there. Mm-hmm. Went to uni, found out uni wasn't for me. It was yeah, one of those okay. things. A few surgeries before uni, actually. Before what yeah. did you uh, What did you attempt first up at uni? <laughs> electrical engineering and maths. Oh, oh don't wonder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think electrical engineering either. lasted about a week, and then I jumped into business and maths. So I've always done maths. That was just uh, everybody say, "Oh, you're lucky. You'll, you know, love maths." I like it, but it was just easy. So I was sort of right. stuck with it because probably a lazy studier, so I could get away with not doing too much study and still do okay when okay. it came to them. So but it came naturally. Yeah. Yeah, right. So, yeah, tried to stick with any on and off. I think I've had four goes in it over the years, and yeah, okay. it's, I'm just not a good with structured learning. Love to learn, love to read, but yeah, just yeah. not that way. So Yes. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Just, I'm going to wind you back just a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yep. Through um, school, yep. uh, was there, what kind of uh, annoyances or difficulties did you, what's some, something that comes to your mind where you're like, school or good, or good things as well, um, you know, what was a standout kind of few things about schooling for you, I guess? So I guess I grew up in Redcliffe and there weren't meant too many options for accessible schools there. So mm. primary school... That was Hercules Road State School, so I could go to a state school there. Okay. That was fine. It was yeah, ramps everywhere, no steps. Beauty. That was fine. You know, no real dramas as far as, you know, bullying and other kids go. Yeah. Don't know if that was just the time in the 80s that it wasn't as prevalent as it is now. Right. Okay. Was this the 80s? Um, probably 90s. By then I was born in 81. So, right. I don't know, yeah, late 80s would have been for school. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's the thing, but... I've always had a pretty good sense of humour as well, so mm. tend to do that self-deprecating thing where I beat people to the punch. So I'll make the joke about oh, being yeah. in a chair first. So yeah, tends to yeah, take yeah. the power that's away from someone else. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I don't know if that helped me or if it was just yeah by chance, but never really had a problem with you know, other kids at school. But yeah. access was the main sort of thing yes. that I had to worry about. So what about high school then? 
high school, there was, yeah, had to go to a private high school. So that was where mm. didn't sort of get to follow, you know, most people followed to their friends to one of the other high schools that everyone was going to, where I think it was me and one other person went to, yeah, the high school I went to that was the only one that had yeah, access around. So without right. having to travel, you know, yeah, a lot further as well. So, yeah, okay. yeah. But, I mean, it was good. It was yep. a small school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of thing, so. Yeah. You were so young when your injury happened. Do you remember much of it just on account of the fact that you were so young, like injury aside? I mean, you don't have to go through the... No, no, no. Um, yeah, so the actual accident itself, the car accident, not at all. You know, I don't remember mum, assistant, none of us really have any recollection of that time. Mm. I got a few memories. I was in hospital for a few months afterwards. So, you know, a few little glimpses here, there. Of, I was going to say, and even that intensive rehab period that you get at the start. Well, again, you're still so young. But that's the thing. I was so young and I was too young to go to the PA where it's a spinal injuries unit. So yeah. that's where everyone who's older that has a spinal cord injury goes to the PA. So I was in the children's hospital where it was just, you know, there was no specialty rehab. It was just, yeah, sort of... You're a child, you go to this hospital. Yeah, and it was was sort of teaching mum how to, you know, cope with things like catheters and all that sort of stuff and transferring wasn't really a, a thing that I could do when I was... It was just before my fifth birthday, so I was five by the time I got out of hospital. Yeah. It was 21st of December, and my birthday is 22nd of January. So, right. yeah, I was in hospital for about three months, I think. In- so mum became, like, the person to... Or that caretaker role, essentially, and making sure that she was up to scratch with all of those yeah, things? pretty much, because back then, you know, any transfer, I got lifted. She'd grab me yes. under my arms and I'd hold my legs, you know. It was that sort of cannonball thing, in and out of cars, up and down <laughs> off the floor. Cannonball. Was mum in that accident as well? <laughs> she was. So, yeah, the mum, yeah. she broke her hip, I think, in the accident. So she was in traction for a good while after the accident as well. So couldn't come and see me, which would have been hard for her, I suppose. But uh, yeah. my sister was, so she's 12 years older than me, so she could sort of be the go-between, almost put on, you know, the, the carer role for a little bit there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a big role. Over. Yeah, yeah, my brother's 10 years older too, so two of them sort of, yeah, shouldered it between them and yeah, okay. yeah, went from there. But Yeah, interesting. So yeah. obviously no opportunity at that age for any kind of extensive or intensive rehab. Not really. So... <laughs> All I can remember is getting tried out for a chair in Halo as yep. far as rehab goes. And it was one of those massive, big, you know, bulky, heavy hospital chairs that, you know, my size, but yeah, just weighed, you know, three tons sort of thing. Yeah. And yeah, the way they teach you to push a chair is never how you end up pushing your chair, you know, sit back and yeah, just yes. use this, but you've got no oomph, no pressure. So you sort exactly of end right, up yeah. leaning forward more, but. Push yeah, with your body. It, yeah. That's what I say. Yep. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> Finally. Yeah, <that's> <laughs> but, yeah, as far as transfers, there was no sort of training or anything there. Did have a physio that went and saw quite regularly. So she – I don't know how we ever came across Meg, um, but she used to see a few guys in chairs, but just from a, a local physio sort of place that used to also see people at a, a nursing home. So she sort of just – Saw a range of different people, you know, for different things, but knew, you know, roughly what she was doing. So, well, roughly, she didn't know what she was doing, but it wasn't that intensive, you know, yeah, specialised spinal cord injury physio or anything like that. Where, yeah, guys I'd spoken to, you know, and became friends with post the accident, even at the age of five, other guys that Meg used to see hmm. the stories of their rehab coming through the spinal injuries unit was very different, you know, really, was, yeah. even from back in that time. Yeah, and probably very different than now. You know, it was yeah, for sure. Getting yeah. used to living a life, and mm. I think now it's all you know focuses on pressure sores, bladder bowels. Which, yep, that's important. But mm. back then, the nurses would you know take them out for beers on the weekends, sort of thing, yeah, to show right. you could still live a life and get out and 
Dude, yeah. I think that's important. It, very I, much so. It's almost I think that's a little be concerning that it, it isn't such not. a big part these days, from what I've heard anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I yeah, never went through it. And all of that's so far before the NDIS that I have to ask, because I actually don't know. Is all of that self-funded then? Like all of these appointments and, and whatnot. Do, are you essentially funding that on your own? It's a bit of a half-half sort of thing. So I don't know how it was funded when I was only young. There was a bit that came, oh, I got a settlement. I got a payout that came through because it was you know, none of our fault with the accident. Mm. That didn't come through until I was eighteen. So oh, right. lived in a very inaccessible home growing up. We had oh. a, it was a two story place. Found a water lift that yeah we could put in, which was great. But the bathrooms weren't set up. It was yep. yeah still getting the big step to get into the shower and all that sort of stuff. No no shower chair because that was all self funded. So you know, mum didn't have much money, so it was that sort of thing. Yeah, and then the physio, I know the physio, she got paid a fair bit when the settlement came through, but I, I'm sure she would have got some sort of payment, I don't know. But yeah, it, it, for, from my experience, pre-NDIS, post, you know, sort of mm. me being independent at 18, moving out, very much self-funded. Yeah. There, there were funding bodies there. You know, well, there was Disabilities Queensland for a while, like I just... Because I, I was working in this area before the NDIS and that was kind of... But again, it, the NDIS is such an overarching thing yeah. now where back before it, I don't remember people even talking about their funding or anything like that. No, it, I think the funding was solely focused on equipment. That was where the funding used to come from. So mm. any support workers, anything like that, was self-funded or yeah right. actually yeah i don't know there wasn't all it was just so uh, yeah very much relied on friends and family you know without fam without it just you don't have the option to do a lot yeah, yeah. was that kind of uh not frustrating i mean frustrating could be the right word as a kid because i mean as a kid you're generally working towards your own independence anyway and then mm. you've got the independent side of things on account of your injury and then like you said you don't have all this funding until later in life so, like, the accessibility inside your own home, again, it's, like, another barrier to your independence. Like, do you remember yeah. that being a significant yeah, thing? Yeah, it was, or? definitely. There was no independence for a lot of things in life. And with no independence, you know, it really hammers your self-confidence. Yeah, then. yeah. Because if you can't just, you know, do things that you want to do, yeah. it's, yeah, so yeah. it's relying on other people that, you know, creates that yeah. relationships that you've got to, you know, was a very much a keep-the-peace kind of person and look back and think, you know, that was pretty much just me creating a compliment bank you know it's hard to ask a favor of someone that you've just had a big spat with so it was always everybody loves dave because yep you just got to be that likable person True, that everyone just, otherwise you're, you're that guy that you know whinges and pitches and exactly right sort of thing. so yeah it was it's a very good point actually right. yeah, we'll throw some compliments this way no worries mate we throw favors out later we're all good. <laughs> cool but, okay but yeah so, i'm sorry yeah, so as far as no, funding for equipment one after you know, after i sort of moved out from home it, 18, 19, and yeah, the settlement, it's great, it's you know, fantastic for a while, but it never lasts anywhere near as long as it mm. should. Prices go through the roof and they don't factor that in. It's yeah, sort of, so, you know, talk to anyone, they, their funding never lasts as long as it needs to, so no. once that starts to run out, you, you you know, need to rely on whatever funding you can get for equipment, yeah. or you MacGyver it, you know, just make do with whatever you can make do with. Yep. So, Plenty yeah, that, that was... On. Yeah, well, that was yeah. that was how I pretty much got on the NDIS. Mm. Because of the payout, you're precluded from Centrelink payments for 
way too long. Mm. <laughs> 2036, I think I can apply for the, any sort of, yeah, support there. And I just thought, must you know, be all things. So I didn't even bother with the NDIS, but apparently not at all. If you get that, there's no relationship there. You, you can still apply for NDIS. Beautiful. So yeah, okay. it was due to the old chair and hold everything. I put a post on Facebook and saying, you know, has anyone had any success with getting on the NDIS? Yep. sort of similar situation with this yeah is there anything in particular that you MacGyvered that you're like you look back on and you're like I MacGyvered the Proud shit of out of that <laughs> I don't know like I'm sure there's tons of things I'll look over at Pam see if you got any ideas huh? <laughs> I think it's the end of Pam <laughs> <laughs> and makeshift ramps or um well, thankfully, we like, got to build yeah. the house that you know we lived in for a long time so mm. that was it set us up well for many years that right. access around the home was pretty good perfect we tried yeah. to build it so that it was accessible but didn't look like someone in a wheelchair lived there yeah so you know we had a spa that was set up in the ensuite it was great but we had a bigger tiled area next to it so i could transfer from my chair onto that and then get in without having to brilliant yeah, yeah get extra things in and exactly right yeah yeah. But I was also about 30 kilos lighter and 20 years younger. A lot easier to transfer yeah. when you're back then. <laughs> okay, cool. So um, when it comes to modifying a house for accessibility, what's give us a give us one of the hardships there. What's, why, why is that difficult? So that's what we're going through now, I guess, is modifying a house that was already built. So mm. that's it's everything, like the little things that you don't realise. So our laundry area had a little tiny step down. So I, it took away my ability to get in and out easily, to take clothes in and out. <clears throat> Excuse me. Because if my front wheels get caught, I'm you know, just going to topple straight forward. Mm. So, yeah, there's a lot of things. Our ensuite at the moment, it's like three metres wide by a metre, like long by a metre wide. Mm. So trying to get in and out, it's, it's not mm. ideal. Very Space is a big issue. But, yep. again, not much you can do with space, but it's just mm. trying to overcome the little... Thankfully, we bought a house. It had three steps at the front, but I could access it through the back. So for a long time there, for the first, well, pre-NDOS, was, we were home there for about three years. Every time we'd come home, you know, I'd have to go through the side gate and around the back, which, yep. yeah, I'm a big chicken and big sook, so, you know, at night it's always looking for toes, looking for spiders, yeah. looking for snakes. Oh, man. Oh, the yeah. snakes. Oh, they're the worst. <laughs> yep. Actually, we, we uh, live, uh, not AJ and I, so you're, huh. you're welcome to come over any time. Uh, I'm there a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you still need that without renovating, so yeah, come on over. <laughs> yeah. uh, we, we live backing up on a nature reserve, yep. so there's just there's no possums, I'll tell you that much, <laughs> because there's plenty of snakes. Right? <laughs> we're, we're like, what, one house away from, yeah, a, a sort of yeah, that, big that, yeah. open Very bush similar. area. Yeah, 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 yeah. The other, not that long ago, I was <laughs> stuck on the bed and just laying there and I hear this noise and I'm looking up into the ceiling and I would have sworn and put everything I own that it was a snake. It was, you couldn't hear anything other than that, you know, sort of oh. just shuffling and moving. <laughs> I couldn't get the snake guy to come out for like a day and a half. So I don't think I slept for two days there. Gotcha. And yeah, it turns out it was a possum apparently. Oh, okay. The, yeah, uh-huh. I didn't hear one footstep, but he said, yep, it, you can see footsteps up here. There's no Still, signs of snakes. Gotcha. What a yeah. nice guy to lie to you like that and tell you that it was a possum. When clearly yeah. it was a snake. Yeah. I know. Yeah. He's like, just the possum. Yeah, no, don't worry about it, buddy. He's up his 40 snakes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's what a mate of mine keeps joking about. No, you haven't got a snake up there, Dave. You've got 80. Yeah, yeah, that's it. The whole ceiling's going to fall down. I <laughs> wonder why I have nightmares about it. Yeah, no, no. yeah exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Pam's found a, a big snake in the backyard. We had some babysit dogs on and off and yeah, there was five little dogs running around and yep. she looks over and there's this snake that's, what, about 
two and a half, three metres long. It was <laughs> yeah. along the side of the fence. Thankfully, it didn't notice anything and uh, rush everyone inside. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't go in the backyard for about three months. I think. Yeah. yeah, I would have moved <laughs> house. <laughs> yeah. 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 I got to renovate it for five years and see one snake and yeah. I'm gone. You get oh, a little yeah. uh, picket sign, you'd like just do sail on the front, just put it in the front yard <laughs> yeah. and go inside and see what happens. Free. <laughs> just about. We live on top of hills, though. Yeah, it's easy to just get away quickly. <laughs> Breaks off. <laughs> yeah. We found one sitting on the fence out the back once all these birds were going nuts and we looked out the back and it was like this carpet snake curled up just sitting on top of the fence so yeah rang the snake guy I didn't take my eye off it like mm. if it moves I'm moving with it yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. and came and picked that one up so that was alright <laughs> I, I saw that one leave so it was alright yeah <laughs> alright yeah, that's what you want if you look away and it's not there anymore it's like the oh, this could be oh, anywhere yeah, and that was a, a spider Spiders problem with me thing. yeah yeah fam went away once and yeah well, I was home alone mm. the old place that we built so yeah I was laying in bed didn't, no dramas and I don't know what made me do it I opened my eyes, looked up and there was a spider on the roof and I'm like okay cool I've got this so you know, I get everything brooms mops spray the whole kit and caboodle yeah, yeah, yeah. spray it just enough to make it angry and yeah. it falls down the top of the bed on the floor Lovely. so I was like I'm moving out that's yeah. it I'm done <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think I shut the door and left it Pam comes home like two days later and it's like yeah there's a spider in there <laughs> 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 you got like a makeshift bed and like a fort Pretty and much, stuff yeah. going on. I'm just, I'm just being, yeah, sleeping on the couch, I'm good. Yeah. Shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> just I'll point at the door. Yeah, yeah. House is a mess when Pam goes, hey, what happened here? We had a spider. <laughs> <laughs> the scary thing is it's still not dead. Yeah. Buck shots everywhere. Yeah. That's about it, yeah. Well, just to pull us back on track a little bit, yeah. um, but obviously you didn't get all this formal training with transferring. Um yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. Tell us how you taught yourself or who gave you pointers or how'd that come about? So I think, yeah, I thought about that and it seemed to just be a bit of a progressive thing because, like I said, I was being five, it's a little bit difficult to sort of coordinate too much and back then my arms were too short to reach sort of from, you know, bed to chair and especially floor to chair. There was no chance of that for a good yeah, while. Course, yeah. but Plus at five, you're light enough that, like, mum could probably just yeah, pick you yeah, up. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And thankfully I was, yeah. But then as I got a bit older and heavier yeah. and whatnot, it just sort of became, all right, how do I do this? Mm. So, yeah, probably worked on it with the physio, although mm. Meg that I used to see. But it was more just what works, you know, how do you make yep. it work? Yep. And I guess I've sort of still done that you know like well, skipping ahead maybe but working with Keegan you know we just started to look at transfers now and what I did for so many years worked well but over the last probably two three years yeah I've ended up sort of going backwards a bit with health put on a fair bit of weight pretty quickly so mm. transfers have just become what works from a necessity point of view yep. not so I haven't had the luxury of you know sitting down and going okay well why do I do this how do I do this it's just about how do I get my bum from here onto the bed safely and not fall on the floor exactly yeah right yeah. so as far as technique and sustainability and you know not risking shoulders that's good to think about now but yeah, for the yeah. past however long yeah it, it's it been just a to B. shoulder twinges and yeah all sorts yeah. of problems that have yeah right. I think I remember because I was with Keegan uh, at your initial yeah. which was going back probably a good like six months ago now at least but um, I remember you telling me that on the occasion like, depending on because was it hand pain that you get a fair bit of at, at that wrist? point it was a wrist, wrist problem sorry, yeah, yeah so wrist pain I, that was out of the blue I don't know what I did but yeah it, it got bad and mm. didn't go away for a long time yeah, thankfully it's good now but mm, it, it's yeah that was a I, because you would Even, sleep in the chair sometimes, hey? Like if, no, I'd just stay up. If yeah. it wasn't sleep, it just, yeah, I'd, I'd go no sleep and just yeah, pull an all-nighter yep. and pull the all-dayer. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so it was God. rather than put up with the pain of transferring on the bed and then trying to shuffle around when I'm on the bed because you know, everything you do is yeah, arms. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just putting pressure on that wrist was, yeah, 
you know, pretty good at sucking up pain, but yeah. that was one that just, yeah, I, I couldn't do. So there was a lot, Pam again, mm. <laughs> grabbing the, you know, back of my pants and just tweaking my bum over to make sure I was, yeah, going. Getting there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it was even a bit like that before the wrist, just, again, you know, putting on weight and not having that same control over transfers. So mm. whether or not I needed the lift, I just made sure someone was around at all times in case I did get stuck or anything happened because it wasn't that, yeah, reliability and trust that I had in my own ability to transfer. So, yeah, it sort of, again, takes away that bit of independence that you can just, I'll just jump on the bed for a bit. Oh, I'll jump up. It's, <laughs> hey. Yeah. <laughs> can, you, exactly. can you just come on the transfer in case I get, yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So now that you're kind of looking at transfers, what, um, I don't know really if you have, you know, gone too deep with it yet, but what are some kind of things you're working on at the moment? So, yeah, it, interesting. It's the pivoting sort of side of things, I think. So mm. where, yeah, I'm used to be able to just lift myself and hold myself up. No worries. It was just my transfers were lean and jump. That hulk thing. <laughs> yeah, you just sort of way. yourself over. But yeah, yeah Keegan, I've been talking, you know, sort of that counterbalance, put your head down and opposite way and try and shuffle your bum over that. Yep. So I've noticed hopping off the bed, I do that. Not so much to get to the edge of the chair. Mm. But once I'm on the edge of the chair, I use my right hand and just sort of pivot around on that, which takes the strain off, which... Again, that was part of the thing that hurt my wrist quite badly because it was putting a lot of pressure on it at that point. So gotcha. it, it took away that ability for a while there. Yeah, right. That I'm, right, I'm right. back doing now. So I don't know. Maybe I should. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the cause of it. Yeah. Well, I guess it's all so about it's, finding that thing that works for you, you know. And as you said, that's pretty much how you got to where yeah. you are. You know, you're just trying to figure out how to do it. And I guess it's, that kind of works really well with what, you know, AJ and I do is or what exercise physiology is as well and what Keegan's going to be doing with you as well is just like everything's so individual. Yeah. Like you just have to, your frame is <laughs> no, is different to the next person. Yep. You know, the the strain that you put on that wrist, yep. the shoulders, um, the everything, the that... legs getting in the way, yep. the, um, even the, the actual, because you've got broad shoulders as well. That's like another thing to take into account. Yep. And if you get it wrong, I remember my last job, I'd got a work car and we were trying out different cars for transfers and me getting in and then getting the chair in on my own and whatnot. And we tried a, a smaller car and I went to get out of it. I was a bit skinnier and more independent back there, but getting out, my legs got caught because I was talking to you know the, the fleet manager and whatnot at the time. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I ended up pretty much hanging by the car door and the the handle inside or the seat I think had my hand yeah, down yeah, yeah. had to hold myself there it was about 40 minutes because my legs were twisted under me if I let go I would have broken, broken a leg you know it's just too much weight coming down yeah. so uh, yeah unfortunately it was Jeez. two more elderly ladies <laughs> yeah, yeah. don't mean to put anything on them but yeah they didn't have the ability to just lift me you know so it was trying to get someone to come down and wait because yeah, I, I hadn't taken the time paid enough attention to make sure the transfer was going to be fine like you say that one big thing you overlook is legs yes you know where are your feet are they going to get caught it was yep. all that sort of thing that yep. yeah you need to make sure of and i didn't so i was just like yep i just got to get over there but mate what's one was, way to learn yeah Jeez, yeah that's for sure 40 was, minutes <laughs> are hanging off the cliff like that <laughs> yeah. mate that is incredible yep but uh, i'd broken my leg oh, i think it was 2000 i wrote my femur so I fell out of bed didn't know I'd done anything and sitting on the bed a couple of weeks later, one leg on the cross-legged, mm. leaned to one side and just heard the worst crack you've ever heard. It was like a tree cracking. It just echoed. It was, well, not good. Oh. So I thought it was my back because I'd had my back fused the year before. So checking that and then looked down and saw a 30-degree bend in the middle of my femur. I'm like, oh. that's probably more likely that's to be it. That's what it is. So, yeah, right. yeah, and that was a nightmare. They 
yeah, they put a plate on it, which apparently she'd never do to try and fix it because two weeks after that I was back in the hospital. Spasm just pulled the screws out and, yeah, so I was back broken again and they didn't know what they were going to do from there, so they put me in plaster for a, a week or so until they made their mind up and that gave me a pressure sore because the plate was hitting out, hitting against the uh, plaster. Yep. Metal in there that's a foreign object. I've got an infection. So I was in there for four months with contraction, hoping for it to heal. <laughs> Ended up with plenty of bone growth because, you know, a lot of movement and whatnot, it was good. But because it moved so much with spasm, it would never set. It's like putting two paddle pop sticks together and just always moving them. You'll never, you know, the glue's there, but it won't give it time to set. That's interesting. So then they had to put a nail through the femur. So they went from bottom up because I was scared of breaking sort of the ball at the top. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it was a, yeah, my hips are a different issue altogether. Mm. And when they did that, thought it was all good, went back for the checkup and my knee was cracking a little bit. And the guy said, what it's doing, it's actually pivoting because they missed one of the locking screws. So it was the nail coming out and rubbing against the back of my kneecap oh. every time it was going. So, yeah, he initially said, yeah, it should be right because you're not weight-bearing on it, but I ended up having to go in and get it done again. you're going to have to get yeah. that done again. So, yeah, that was – so while I'm sitting there hanging for 40 minutes, that was the motivation to not go through something like that again. Yeah, right. So I was like, yeah, all right, we'll, yeah. we'll just I'll do it, yeah, hey? stay here, but – just yeah, it was, yeah. yeah. But yeah, it was uh, several operations too. They put antibiotic beads in and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, yeah. That was oh. that was another lesson I learned was anesthetics because mm. they gave me the option when they were operating on my leg that if we, that I wanted to, they could just give me some stuff to make me happy and I won't remember any of it and right. won't knock me out too much because I can't feel, so it'll be fine. Mm. <laughs> first one worked all right the second one was you feeling okay i said oh i feel a little bit woozy on it they said yeah we just gave you uh, you just lost quite a lot of blood we'll give you something for that and then i fell asleep it was the last thing i remember like holy dooly yeah oh, god <laughs> that's not what you want to hear as then, you pass yeah. out yeah <laughs> wait so they gave you the option to just be like because there's no like sensory innovation that you can just stay awake and just watch us work if you want to yep that was the option i found right. out found out later that that's like the worst thing you can do I'd, in terms of traumatic experiences? I'd, I'd forget that from a chance of dying pretty much. Oh. Is I had a bladder operation done and the anaesthetist there said she actually has to knock me out a lot deeper than most other people because I get autonomic dysreflexia. So my right. body will still respond to the trauma it's going through if mm. she doesn't knock me out enough. So, yeah, no wonder blood pressure was up, down, all over the shop with all that pain that, yeah, my body was still reacting to, but... Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, what, uh, can you explain AD actually? Because I reckon there's a lot of people listening that uh, don't know what AD yeah. is. Yeah. So AD is, <laughs> it's a yeah nightmarish kind of thing. So I don't, it affects a lot of people from what I've read mm-hmm. differently. You know, tight jeans and whatnot. For me, it's I grew up. It affected my bladder. So if my bladder overfilled, mm-hmm. I'd get. I used to call it a hard tummy because I didn't know what it was. Basically, just intense spasm in my stomach that made it rock hard, mm-hmm. and it was like a blockage. So I couldn't you know, get a catheter in. It took a long time for that, but it was just that any pain, any discomfort there, mm-hmm. and yeah, your blood pressure. For, for me, anyway, a lot of people experience it differently. Mm-hmm. Blood pressure goes through the roof. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, clammy legs, sweaty, all that sort of stuff. Apparently, your heart rate drops. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It gets a bad headache. Yeah, yeah. from uh, yep, high blood pressure, sort of yeah. the two go hand in hand. Mm. So, yeah, that's that's my experience. And until you fix the problem, it's just going to get worse and worse. So, yeah. Yes. It, it, I've, it, yeah. Big, big trouble, like generally. If, yeah. you know, I've worked with a few people where we've had those events, you know, an uh, automatic, uh, autonomic dysreflexic event, and where, you know, you see it happening, it's happening in front of you, and you got to figure that out. Yeah. Because if you, pretty much, if you don't figure it out in the first few minutes, it's, we just call an ambulance and say yeah. you're having a heart attack. 
Yeah. That's it. it well, I mean, it, it's, you're on the road to it, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> if yeah, you don't exactly. fix I mean, it, it, that's the end sort of result. It's that or a stroke. stroke. So, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. And it's something that no one, no one knows about, really. And it can be something so slight for some people. Yeah. Like I said, it, you know. A, Tight jeans, as you said. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's below the level of injury. It's a noxious stimulant, like external noxious, noxious stimulant or bowel and bladder yep. uh, issues as well. Yep. Um, you know, a lot of people, um, they could be sitting on a rock or something like that. They didn't know they transferred onto just sitting there yep. and then they'll start feeling the symptoms, the sweaty, the headache. Exactly. The, say. It's a guessing game as to what's causing Let's it. Let's figure it out. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, straight away, everyone puts on the detective hats. That's what is. I've noticed. I'm, Everyone's I'm, like... Touch wood, I've been very fortunate in what's caused AD for me. Yes. You know, and it hasn't been too many things I've... Yeah, I remember buying a new pair of shoes once and wore them for the whole day. One of my leg, well, my legs kicked a bit. I hadn't taken the paper out, so you know, my toes were getting squashed. Oh, but it, it, it oh. caused spasm, but not yeah. AD symptoms. So gotcha. it's, it's yeah. yeah okay, spasm. so there's obviously a threshold there where the body is. Yeah, you know, yeah. Because I, I mean, there are people that have uh, AD events a lot, yeah, and just constantly and um and and sometimes just ride them out. And just go. That's their mentality now. Is just to go. And that's experience, yeah, I guess. And again, you, you yeah. know your own body. You know exactly. what it can. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I, I, even I know. I guess it's almost the start of it. You know. I know when my blood is feeling. I feel my blood pressure go up. Mm. I mean, I know your blood pressure, kidneys are related there, but I can tell that. So I know when I need to go to a catheter, is blood pressure starts to go up a little bit. So yeah. you know, sometimes you use it to your benefit because I can actually sit up instead of having horrible blood pressure like you know coming up here today where I'm yes. lightheaded and woozy. It's like all right got five minutes where i can just enjoy high blood pressure for yeah. a bit and then yeah can't stop myself out but yeah it's one of those things that what, what's just, your average blood pressure do you know <laughs> yeah it sits at about 90 on 60 90 on 60 yep. yep and then can get up to uh, it seems to be the way every time i go see a doctor and he takes it wants to put me on something to lower my blood pressure because it can go you know 160 on 110 it's been yeah, when right. i've been to the doctor wow. but the other night syndrome? i was just, well, they call that white coat syndrome when you're in front of no, a doctor. It it's sort of me just making sure that I've done everything I can to make sure my blood pressure's up before oh, I go right, out. Gotcha. So yeah, it's it's not. I'm not nervous about being there. It's just to leave the house to transfer right. enough. I don't, you know, do all the things I can. My blood pressure's going to be through the floor. Yeah, the other right. night I was sitting next to the bed and you know blurry vision, just ears ringing, and thought I'll take my blood pressure and see what it was. I took a picture and sent it to Pam. Was it about? It was 57 on. 57 or 43 oh, like it was geez, yeah, yeah. It, it just you know so it's because sitting there's nothing much you can do when you've got low blood pressure yeah, you do drink so, water and pray <laughs> pretty much yeah. just wait for it to pass you know yeah. but yeah so that's the thing is because my blood pressure hits the lowest of lows and the highest of highs there's nothing really you can do to can't raise it, it yeah because yeah. so and playing with fire as there. doctors say low blood pressure is not a problem until it's a problem apparently but you yeah, know, yeah exactly what's right. a problem when you had transfer out of the car and you got to sit for five minutes because you just you know got to wait yeah. for it to come up yeah exactly but, yeah. i mean is that an inconvenience or a problem yeah Having right blood pressure through the roof is probably more it's of a problem than so, yeah. yeah it's yeah, just true. finding that balancing act and so you you mentioned uh, just like actually it was a while ago now we've we've gone and chatted about a few things <laughs> but, um, yeah it's gonna happen um but i was wondering about uh you mentioned that you know driving to and from jobs and i was actually pretty intrigued to find out your experiences with employment gaining employment and the jobs available out there for someone like yourself yep i don't know where to start with that um, <laughs> so for me i we 
you know, started our own business, Pamanoi, mm-hmm. online business that we ran for a good while and ended up closing it down for yeah, that number of reasons, mm-hmm. stolen credit cards and all that sort of stuff. Oh. Didn't want to have risk versus reward. We take an order, it's on us right. as to whether or not, yeah. Anyway, so did that for a while, learned a lot, learned how to build websites, market websites, you know, all that sort of thing. Um, and then was at a point where I needed to get a job. So I went to a disability employment, like DES provider, employment services provider, mm-hmm. pretty much when I said, I've never had a job, I haven't got a degree, I've, you know, I haven't got anything on paper, can you help me find a job? So yeah, it was a good experience for me because they sort of pointed out, well, hang on, no, you can build websites, you can do. So it was a pretty cool list of things I could do and I've just been self-employed in doing it. Right. So they helped me find a job. Cool. Yeah. And I went to them, instead of just looking myself, I thought I wanted to go through someone that knew the landscape better than I did mm-hmm. and I guess hoped that, you know, if it was between me and someone without a disability that there might be some sort of financial incentive for them to hire me, which I knew there was wage subs and all that sort of things Sometimes, available. Yeah. yeah, potentially. Yeah. And I just yeah, thought yeah. if there's any <laughs> benefit I could get or any, you know, leg up, so to speak. Pun intended. I would, you know, do what I could, could to, you know, have it work in my favour. Yeah. So yeah, they helped me get a job and I was there for a while and then ended up, I ended up working for the company that got me the job. I, yeah, they'd started a new, the DES program was going through a big change. So what used to, you'd go to Centrelink and get referred, Centrelink would just choose who you go to and then it became participant's choice. So you would go and get given a, a you know, select few who would you like to be referred to mm. as a DES provider. So the change within yeah, the company I was, ended up working for was customer experience. So oh, I started okay. off as customer experience consultant and became the customer experience leader. So yeah, I got mean, that's, to, I, was just, I was just about to say that sounds like a good avenue for yourself. Just, it was fantastic. It was. This is the first time we're actually we're meeting and sitting <laughs> yep. down and talking in person, and just the information that you've given us so far seems like it, a good I'd, spot. I love the job. It ended up, yeah. you know, it was the perfect combination of data analysis because we conducted surveys to you know get feedback and then breaking down that per. What, you know, is it per mm. region, disability type, you know, all mm. that kind of thing as to what makes sense and what story does it tell? And then trying to relay that back to the staff at a local level so that they could better understand what their customers, their participants were actually thinking, you know, rather than just assuming what problems were. <laughs> is it? Which is still a that? massive problem today. So, it is. Yeah. It's, you know, yeah, it was a big problem for me going to the different offices, you know, aren't they accessible? Some aren't. Yeah. <laughs> it was that kind of thing. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's that whole thing. So, it was yeah that was my employment to that point mm-hmm. yeah but i learned a lot working for them to see you know awesome. they had oh, every disability kind of like that offices 50 offices from cairns to hobart so you know i had yeah. to yeah sort of look after the customer experience from each thing we had a did the mps score so yeah i had mps scores for each region and mps uh, sorry net promoter score so you know the, the ultimate question on a scale of zero to ten how likely are you to recommend blah to oh. a friend or friend family or member friend. you know so yep. it's it's based on the whole notion that if you're likely to recommend someone that's going to reflect on you so mm. you're gonna you know <laughs> how likely are trustworthy are they for you you know are you going to be a representative for that company to a friend you know? yes so it's that, that kind referral of thing. process of yeah yeah so i mean th- you know after starting a, a business i found out that it is that word of mouth referral thing Absolutely. that really yeah. gets you started Yep. At least, and I think it's still pretty much uh, one of it, the main forms of I've, us. I've cancelled, you know, like someone I've had booked in because 
someone else has said, oh, no, go with this, you know, that you know. So if someone's recommended something to me, I'm, I'm much more likely to follow that than yes. just go with yeah, someone off, yeah. off the internet. Yeah. Yeah. So it's that. Even with, you know, buying a pizza or something I was like going to say, literally yep. on any scale, a word of mouth recommendation is enough to do yeah, it. Yeah, it is. So that's yeah. the whole, you know, concept behind the NPS is, yeah, how likely you to recommend that yourself. And mm. the scoring's like, you know, promoters, passives and detractors, I think it was. Mm. So zero to six are the detractors, seven yep. to eight are the passives, and a nine or ten are the only ones that are going to promote you. And the difference between gotcha. the nines and the tens is massive. Yeah, so, right. Okay. Yeah. I actually a, love reading reviews. Like, I love it. <laughs> you are a yeah, fan yeah. of that. I so, use my girlfriend's account, and yeah, stuff. and I'll, like, go and give, like... I always leave good reviews, but I'll just make it completely off topic. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's great, yeah. yeah. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Like, the lighting was amazing in here. Yeah, or something yeah, like no, that. it's or like, I'll be talking about a different restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> Best Big Mac I've ever eaten. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The sushi joint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of boring line crazy right. but the review is positive so like it right. take the time okay. to read it like five stars I would never do yeah. I'd never leave a bad review so someone reading that's going that sounds awesome where's that restaurant yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. so yeah. in a show you know. so yeah that was that was a great job but unfortunately yeah, yeah my position was made redundant so yeah. I yeah moved on from that and yeah um, sort of got another job for a little while didn't sort of get past the probation period purely because it was at Eight Mile Plains, and I live at Petrie. So yeah. it was yeah. a yeah, two trains, yeah, two trains and an Uber each way. So it was I was working an eight to nine hour day, working and only officially working four hours. So yeah, and it right. just that was when I yep got some pretty bad back pains from transferring out different cars just and it just all day, yeah. too much strain on the body for. Yeah, I mean the pay was okay, but not worth yeah yes. what it was doing. Yeah. So Health. when I yeah. finished there. Pretty much just had to take it easy and rest my back, which is I got my back fusion done in 99. And, yeah, still to this day, it, it cracks and creaks and all sorts of things that it probably shouldn't do. I've broken the rods in a couple of places from, oh, wow. yeah, doing this, that and the other. So, it's Did they put titanium rods in at the start or is that something that they only do recently? Uh, I, I vaguely remember it being titanium. That was, yeah, okay. uh, I think that's what it was, yeah. I do know it weighed about three kilos because I used to love to swim, so... When I jumped in the pool for the first time, I sank instead of floated. Mm. That was different. I was like, geez, this is a lot harder than it used to be. Yeah, Treading water, right. trying to keep your head up. So, yeah, that was... Oh, that's what that is, yeah. yeah. But I had a, a bad lordosis before I got my back fused because okay. low blood pressure, always wanted to lean forward. So then leaning yep. forward, I'd sit up. So, yeah, went that way. So to do the operation, I couldn't get fully flat. I had to take the discs out of my lower back. So I think it was 13 and a half hour surgery to get that done. But, yeah, it changed a lot, you know, for balance, for right. mobility, for a lot of just things. brings you a little bit closer down. Is that mainly why the balance thing works for you? It's like you just... I just don't bend now. So where before my back would bend, you know, and I'd a yeah, bit of scoliosis Trunk and whatnot. Out, yeah. Now it's like a solid trunk that, you know, I can fall one way or the other, but there's no, yeah, sort of bending. So it's not... Mm. Yeah, so that was the, the main sort of feel from it because they did from about T2 down to my pelvis. Mm. So great x-rays. <laughs> Pretty yeah, fancy. Right. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> How about um, looking for employment now? Like what's, yeah. what's, your, what's the current uh, situation for yourself? <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Difficult, I would say. I yeah, went for a, a period there after I yeah, did sort of recover after a little while um, and applied for quite a few jobs on the same sort of lines as what I was doing before with the customer experience side of things. And yeah, it, it just, do I disclose them in a chair? Do I not? Do I, mm. that kind of thing. And yeah, there was one that I didn't disclose and got asked to come in for an interview 
before I got there, the guy sent an email saying that just a heads up, there'll be a bit of travel involved with this, like down to Melbourne, I think, once a month, the Melbourne offices. I'm like, replied and said, not a problem at all. I used to travel with my last job, different offices here, there and everywhere. Um, but I said, just in full disclosure, I actually have a spinal cord injury. I'm in a wheelchair. It doesn't impact my ability to do this job, but mm. just, you know, if we're being upfront before the thing, never heard again. No <laughs> didn't, way. Really? Didn't get any, didn't, nothing ever happened. So no reply. No reply. So it's, Jesus. and it's one of those things to talk about it from my perspective, you know, it, it can sound like sour grapes. Like, oh, they didn't give me the job because I'm in a chair, but. Oh, trust me, I'd be saying the same thing. Well, no so. response is pretty like. <laughs> I mean, when it's black and white like that, yeah, it's yeah. pretty, but with other ones where you are, you know, on paper. It looks really good. My resume matches exactly what they're looking for. Yeah. And you don't hear back at all. It was like, it just, you know, it was yes. one of those things where I have disclosed being in chair. So it's, it's just, yeah. And that's the thing, you'll never know. You know, I, I'm not saying discrimination's out there, but that was one element of, so where I worked in customer experience, it sat on the marketing team. So with them, it was about trying to get employers to change their sort of understanding that, you know, it isn't you hire someone in a chair, they're going to take more days off, they're going to be sick, they're going to need doctor's appointment. It, it's in most cases literally the other way where you get given a chance, you're going to prove yourself. Yeah, you know, 100%. To get to and from that job, you know, I'd, I'd have to catch the train. It was near the train station, so I can't get on the trains at peak hour because it's too crowded. So I would leave home at 6.30 in the morning, get Pam to drop me off at the train station and get home at 7 o'clock at night because... You're leaving at six and it's an hour trip back. So, yep. you know, but did that for a long time. You just, that's what I did. And that was work. Yeah, that was exactly. So yeah. it wasn't taking more days off. It was going above and beyond to prove that it isn't going to be a problem kind of thing. So, yeah, right. Yeah. And it, it's across the board working now, sort of a lot with all different disability types. It was just, yep. yeah, that, I guess, repaying the, the favour, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Does any part of you look forward to? I mean, I imagine that there would have to be something remotely exciting that, like, I'm about to surprise this person with the fact that I'm in a chair, and you get to see that, like, like when you're going to meet someone who you've spoken to already, and they don't quite know that you're in a chair. Like, I don't think I've ever done that, to be honest. Right. Oh, yeah. Okay. I know a guy that did that. He he was going to uni. He's 19, and he was in a collapsed rugby scrum, broke his back. I broke his neck, sorry, and went on to still get his degree in engineering and struggled to find where this is back, you know, in the 90s where it was probably a lot more open with discrimination. So he was disclosing he was in a chair and never got a call back. First mm. time he didn't disclose, he got an interview and wheeled in there. And the guy was, yeah, shocked. Yeah, not getting the job, but, yeah, it was like, a, oh, hang on, I wasn't ready for that. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So, yeah, I've never sort of gone down that road. It's either, yeah, yeah okay. I've either had to or it's never been a... You know what I mean? Like, yes, I haven't I know, come across know. that. So, yeah. yeah, but I have often wanted it too. Yeah. But yeah, you just sort of surprise someone. But I guess for me, I get a lot of anxiety about access. So I don't want to turn mm. up for an interview and go, yeah, right, I shouldn't have been such a smart ass because now I've got a flight of stairs, I can't get up. <laughs> so it's, it's that kind of thing as well. So, yeah. yeah okay. Um, so in terms, I mean, on the topic of work and employment and, you know, all that stuff, I hear that you're keen on starting podcasts. <laughs> yep, so that sort of came about, um, yeah, got a mate who he bought all the podcast gear, he wanted to start his own podcast and it mm. sat in his room for about a year. Mm. So I was like, let's just start our own, let's do it. And, mm. you know, it was the topic, no idea, kind of two blokes having a chat. Yep. You know, we always have a chat and we get onto topics and tangents get to very unique perspectives and different points of view that, yes. you know, people might find interesting, they might not. But exactly. that was sort of the line of thinking. And for me, it was, you know, being stuck at home with COVID and all that kind of stuff. So sort of, all right, it's an opportunity to get back into that headspace of thinking 
you know, about different topics rather than just staring at the TV, you know, like, yeah, for sure. And yeah, 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 just getting your voice back a little bit, you know, and talking like this, it's difficult yes. when you're just at home and not talking to people to find yep. your words to continually flow. So yep. yeah, we just thought we'd, we'd give that a crack. And yeah, I mean, my long-term goal for employment, I've sort of given up on the idea of finding a job, working with someone else. It's never really my goal in life. I like to sort of yeah, do my own thing. So, yeah, I'm sure eventually I'll, my goal is to start up my own something again. I'm not sure where that is and what that looks like. Yeah, okay. I'm pretty intelligent. I can pick things up wherever mm-hmm. I want to go. It's just working out, you know, the old question of what do I want to be when I grow up, is that, that yeah, kind of thing. Exactly so right. yeah. the podcast was just, you know, me taking a, a step back out there, I guess, rather than it's an being that reclusive way. Yeah. And that's thing, it yeah. could take off, it could, you know, you could monetize exactly. it, it could be, that could be my full-time thing is, exactly. you know, but well, if it doesn't, so be it. And yeah. I think that's been my sort of downfall in the past is overthinking, you know, yes. used to say if I could, analysis paralysis, if I could stop analyzing, I'd be able to walk again, you know, that sort of thing. So <laughs> it was, it, it, with the podcast, I didn't want to think too much about it. It was just, no, nope, don't want to worry about what niche it is, how to market it, who the, t- let's just start, you know, jump in and have a crack and just see where it goes. So yeah, I think we said that about six months ago and we still haven't started yet, but we'll get there. Yeah, right. <laughs> We've okay. been renovating, so that got in the way. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Have you got a name for the podcast yet? No, not yet. Okay. <laughs> Any other information about that podcast that... Uh... Only that it's a secret. I just, only that, <laughs> yeah, once we clear out the stuff that's in the, the room that we set up for the podcast, we'll, yeah, be able to get back out and get in that headspace. But, yeah, like I said, we've been renovating, so we, we, it was great. We had a room, we set it up, we made a feature wall and did all sorts of things, so we'd have a nice backdrop and, yeah, then ended up, renovating other rooms so all the stuff that was space in that room got filled with boxes and everything else so yeah we'll get there that's the way it is keeping it in the world of it yeah the podcast world um I guess we we are running out of time I guess but I think we might just kind of move on to probably talking about um you know what type of things have you been doing with Keegan so Keegan's an EP that works with us at B Physiology Uh, he has been your main EP uh, for the duration of the last six months or so yeah Yeah. from the beginning yep Yep. beautiful Um, what kind of things have you been working on so yeah it's been really interesting for me and fun I I used to exercise quite a lot when I was in my 20s to 30 you know sort of time we used to live at Redcliffe like I said it was great I could wheel around the beach and had a big weights machine set up so I noticed that all the exercises I used to do back then were almost in line with what I did on a daily basis, where Keegan sort of works on the supporting muscles and whatnot. Mm. So where mm. I was pushing forward all the time with my shoulders, we're working on you know pulling back to support it. Okay. And I've really noticed you know, the little twinges in my shoulders when I do transfers and stuff. They're not there as much as they were. Like it's, it's yeah, I just noticed that the other week. Said said it to Keegan, and it's like that's great. You know, at least we know we're on the right track. But. Yeah. Yeah, I think back to what I used to be able to do and I wasn't tired. These days it's like some resistance training with really light weights. Yep. I'm just buggered for the rest of the afternoon. It's great. You know, yeah, it's, yeah, 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 you yeah. know you've done something, it's fantastic. But yep. yeah, it's on just very different muscle groups to what I was, you yes. know, used to work on and yep. I've noticed that it, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's that quality, it's the, the art of finding the thing that you need to work on, that overarching yep. thing or just the, we kind of <laughs> look at it, it's the, the low peaks and we're just trying to fill up those peaks to get you you know, here, yeah. and then you can start exploring a lot more with, like, transferring or yeah. whatever. So that's what we've just started yeah. to look at now is transferring, which has been yeah, yeah. great just to, yeah. yeah, see what I do and what could work better and how I can sort of yeah, bring that in in little areas. So I noticed, yeah, the whole, you know, head forward, bum up kind of way, using that sort of pivot point way. I've used that quite a lot, just moving around the bed. So not so much transferring on and off. I'm still trying, but mm. it's almost the balance point. And I was talking to Pam on the way in, and, 
yeah, one thing is I spend my life trying to stay balanced because if I don't, if I'm not balanced, I fall. Yep. So I wear a you know, weightlifter's belt, just a bit extra Velcro from you know, Rebel Sport, wrap that around, and that's what I use to stay stable in the chair. So without that, I will fall over the place. It's one of those things. Yes. So when it comes to transferring, it's finding that comfort point of how far I can lean and still feel comfortable that I'm in control and I'm going to still make it onto the bed or chair. Exactly. But... You know, as yep. I just it's, sort of mentioned before, that, that Hulk way of, you know, starting to shift your body weight one way as mm. momentum and then just going with it, mm. it's not necessarily sustainable and the safest way to do it. No, not so, at all. I mean, understanding, though, the technical balance point, like your personal balance point, is can be so effective when you get it continuously and you start yep. to be like, oh, like this is where I'm comfortable tipping over yep. with this and I'm, that's a lot lighter back there now. Like those things, like figuring out those things are the coolest thing I think about our job in general. It is, and that's like, the thing is finding that, you know, comfort zone, but then can I go further? You know, is yeah. that comfort zone, life begins in your comfort zone, you know, you can use that Why sort of is thing. Why my like, comfort zone? Yeah, yeah. And, and can I push it that bit further and mm. work on, yeah, strengthening muscles, whatever, to push that zone mm. that little bit further to then be able to transfer in a way that's going to be sustainable. So I'm not going to mm. put undue pressure on wrists and shoulders and things that yeah, need to last me a good few years yet. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, yeah. And the NUS has been great for equipment. We've got ceiling hoist being installed and oh, all that, but... I really want to use it as a backup, not as my yes. go-to for daily things. So, oh, it's good to have. Yep. But yes, exactly <laughs> only way right. I'm going to get off the floor is with that. So, yeah, yeah, exactly <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Um, another thing that you know I'd love to ask you is how has seeing other people who you know who are using a chair or who are living with a disability, how have you found that impacted your perspective on life in general? So I think that was growing up. You know, that was guys from physio mum probably cultivated friendships with you know several of them to give good examples but I don't know if it was by design or just luck because there weren't many guys that were there but Mm. yeah there were three main sort of guys that I grew up with um one broke his neck jumping off the wrecks at Morton when he was 18 um another guy riding a horse and someone threw a coke can out the window horse shied up he fell off broke his back at t4 so just no conversation or anything there just littering and mm. then, like I said, the other guy was who broke his neck in the rugby scrum. So the guy who broke his neck at the diving was he just had the best sense of humour, you know, just most inappropriate jokes and all the rest of it. Love it, but <laughs> yeah, it was everything was a laugh and yeah, yeah, it, it, you need that, you know, there's situations yes. you come across where if you don't laugh, you're just going to sit in the corner in the fetal position rocking, you know. Yeah. So yeah. it's the only way to get through something and not appropriate to laugh at it at all, but you yeah, just yeah. have to. Well, that's so a, I mean, we, we've had someone on this uh, podcast before named Mick and that's his MO is just, <laughs> if you're not, if you're not having a laugh, yeah. what are you doing? You know, that's and, the, and, and it, it's, it comes back to that, you know, what jokes can I make? Cause I'm in a chair versus what can I make? Because it's not, yeah, it's exactly. I think intense, the big thing behind it. What is that? Yeah. Tell us a little, like talk us a little bit about that. Um, well, you know, your experiences with good experiences and negative experience with humor. Yeah. And you know, so I don't, oh, I use humor a lot. Like I said, I think it's born from just having to have a laugh. Cause if you don't laugh, you, you cry, but yep. yeah, it's just, it's finding the funny in a situation where it's not funny to just cope. I think that's the main thing. Hmm. And then it just flows on where you just try and have a laugh in most situations in life. But there's been times where, yeah, you're in a group and I'll make a comment and, you know, 90% will laugh and a few people look at me and go, Dave, you can't say that. And then they go, can you? And I think that's the social thing of what what is appropriate and what isn't. But when you pull those off, 
when yeah. you're not sure yeah, about yeah, it, it's yeah. coming out of your mouth and it works. Yeah, but yeah. and when yeah, it does, I've been oh. in situations before though where it comes down to intent. Yes, and I've had it where someone's called me a, an innocent name, just you know, from mm. them a, a caring name, but I just took so much offence from it, mm. and I did not like it at all. Mm. Where someone else has called me a, a very offensive name, but I knew him, and it was a term of endearment. You know, I was like, and gotcha. so there was nothing at all. But I think it's yeah. the way it's said, yes. and like I say, offence is taken, not given. You know, so yes. you can say something, and I can take offence to it, but did you have intent for me to? Yeah. yeah. Exactly so I guess right. it's yeah the well, delivery. That's actually just remind me of uh, a client of mine with that whole you know uh, an innocent word or a name or whatever you know seeing someone pushing their wheelchair on the side of the road and then someone coming up to them and saying you know you're an inspiration or you're a champion or something like that and it's just like and he's like get away from me you know yeah. like, it, it only takes a few of those to to make him be like yep yeah. enough of that you know and that's the thing they're coming up in a positive thing but 100 yeah it's almost offenses taken because yeah to him to me, all he's doing is living his life. Yes, you know, exactly. When I had a few people that would say something, you know, positive to me when I was getting out of the car on my own. So I'd do it, I didn't have a hoist, so it was pull up, you know, get the chair out, put the wheels on and then transfer over and have people watch or come over in a positive way. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's not bad, but when they start coming up saying you're an inspiration, thankfully I haven't had to experience that. Mm. But yeah, it, it's just, that's my normal you know, and that's the thing. I think everyone's got their normal as to what it's taken them to get wherever. That's just yeah, my way of doing. It. So it's not. And it's like I, I get where that you know people could see that, but yeah, it's, it's just yeah. yeah. Everyone's got their own normal in life. Yeah, so, true. you know, yeah, people with true. fatigue and all those sorts of things. You know, invisible disabilities. It can take just so much willpower just to get to a place. Mm. They don't get the inspiration tag because it's not seen. You know, they don't exactly. see all the behind the scenes stuff that has yep. taken someone to do a job to yeah, get yeah. to where they need to go. But yeah, yeah. I'm just lucky. I'm lucky. Mine's physical, so it's much more visual. Yes. That was the great part of working for a devs provider. When I got up and said something, it hit home a lot more because you can see I'm in a chair. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. like, oh, is, is he on the spectrum? Is it this? Is it that? It's trying to guess on, the yeah. disability. It was just yeah. up front. Yep. <laughs> quadriplegic. I'm good. good. That's what that is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, Coming up on the last couple of questions, what's one thing that you wish people knew about living with a disability? That's a hard one to answer. I don't mm. really know that, yeah, there's anything Super broad. To... I know it's, um, yeah. And, yeah, and I, I've thought about this a lot because, but it's an individual thing, I think. You know, I think it's one of those, the only thing I could come up with was I've lost, of, you know, friendships have sort of gone by the wayside over the years because I've had to cancel quite a few things at the last minute. And it's been due to something that, you know, bladder, bowel pressures or something that's come up that I haven't been able to make it. But you don't tell them that, you know. It's just, mm. oh, I can't make it, you know, something's come up. So if you do it a few times, you just get the, oh, you just cancel all the time. So friendships mm. have sort of gone that. So I guess that's the one point. thing would be give a bit of leeway to those, you know, the reason they're giving for not being able to make it to something may not be the real reason and they just don't want to talk about what the real reason is. So, yeah, I think that's the... Yeah. One of the only things that, yeah, I sort I of come up with it. Because otherwise it's, you know, every person's different. Mm. Like you could have someone with the exact same disability, the same everything sitting next to me. They're going to be affected differently. So they're going to have different, they might want help getting in and out of the car, whereas I didn't, you know. So it's, yes. yeah. there's no real, you know, broad spread. Can't speak for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Sort of, yeah. And, yeah. One more little thing. I'm going to show you a photo and I just want you to tell, give us your uh, first impressions, okay? <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's that uh what's that look like to you mate it 
it's good. It's like two guys having fun and upbeat and positive. Yeah. I just laughed at the one team, one dream. That was part of my old job that was one saying that I wasn't a fan of. But yeah, it was right. Plus, that was Brittany's fault, not ours. Uh, it's uh, one of those things that <laughs> I've just been exposed to it way too much and using the wrong term. But yeah, yeah gotcha. I think that's it, yeah. positivity and happiness is yeah. lacking in a lot of places in life. So, yeah. yeah to see. Yeah. Brittany see gets jealous when she sees that photo. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's Pretty amazing. lovely. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for joining us, Dave. I know. Oh, good. Thanks for having uh, me. It, it's, it literally has been fantastic having you here and talking about all walks of life with you, uh, pun intended. Yeah, and, I was um, say, that's what I was, yeah. <laughs> hey, Trying to come for a walk, Dave? Do you want to? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah Take the dogs it. for a walk. Uh, but again, thanks so much. Appreciate it. Was it was great fun. Thanks for having and, me. Uh, Take your time. Yeah. Cool. Thank you, Dave. Thanks, guys. Yeah, it was all good. Hope you guys enjoyed the latest episode of B-Stories. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And if you want to be part of B-Stories with B-Physiology, hit us up on Instagram.